0: Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Thomas Vision Podcast. Today, I'm really excited. I have Another Brown in the house, bit, right? so you know he's a good guy. Uh, it's Andre Brown Photography, he's also a filmmaker as well. He's doing big things in life, Andre and I. have known each other for quite a while now, right?
1: Yeah, it's been quite a few years now, yeah.
0: Quite, quite a, a few years now, and um, his uh, photography is beautiful, his uh, videography is beautiful. He hasn't put me out of business yet, you know, um, but no, he's really good. You definitely have to check out his work. Uh, Andre, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm good, man. You know, thanks for having me. Appreciate of course,
0: it. of course. So, Andre, why don't you tell people? Um, you know, I know you do wedding videography. I know yeah. you do wedding photography, but do you do kind of more like, do you do branding photography? Do you do other films? Like, what what do you do in life?
1: Yeah, like I, so I do it all. Um, you know, weddings. I love weddings because with weddings, I can hit just about every mm. genre. Come of a little bit closer. Yeah, just kind of sit in a little bit. Yeah, there we go. There we go. So, um, you know, with weddings, I can hit pretty much every genre of photography, yeah. you know, with weddings. So I I do like that because I can do stuff that's very fashion forward. Yeah. Um, you know, I could do, you know, uh, there's product photography with, you know, things like rings and shoes and all of that stuff like that. So I do like it. And I, I like in terms of weddings, I like how the variables change. So you kind of have to figure out things on the fly versus being in a studio. You go in a studio you know what your lighting setup is gonna be all the time. There is nothing that changes for weddings. <clears throat> I can chase light. Like, oh let's go over here. Like there's this little strip of light right here. Let's you know, let's create something here. Boom. Oh, the light moved. You know, that's not working anymore. Let's let's move over here. So I like that part of it. But I do everything. I do, you know, fashion stuff. I do beauty, um, swimsuit. I do boudoir, uh, corporate headshots. Like, is that all for photography or film too? Um about? Pretty much all photography but film for some of it, you know. Okay. Yeah. So the lifestyle stuff, you know, at the moment that's just photography. Mm-hmm. Um, the corporate stuff I've had the, you know, the pleasure of doing corporate videos with some pretty, you know, big, you know, people. Um but, you know, for the most part, you know, weddings are my, my bread and butter. Yeah. And then everything else is just the gravy.
0: So, um, how did well first let me ask you which one did you get into first was it photo- I, I think i know it, i think it's photography but th- was it photography or videography
1: first um it's a tough one so like technically videography because like i you know i worked in entertainment for many years mm. so i was exposed to all of this stuff very okay. early on um you know i had a camera that i never used right you know i got it because it was the newest camera at the time yeah and you know, I was oh, let me just buy this camera. You know, it was a Canon uh seven D. So I had this camera. I think when I sold it, it might have had like a thousand clicks on it when I when I sold it. But
0: um That's what I started filming weddings with. Oh yeah. Seven D and the seventy D, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I, I had a seven D cause they were they had uh just started filming some television shows with it when it first came out or yeah. whatever i was like i mean it was like house i think
0: right it was house um, that they were filming with it it was either 60 or the 70 they were filming they house. did
1: house and then they did um they did it was csi miami mm-hmm um and that's how I got exposed to it cuz we used to do um music for the CSI shows mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of got awesome, turned on to it yeah
0: so it was music first and then video and then photography yeah it's like kinda... so
1: i i mean i wasn't really doing video but i was exposed to, to it, it. Okay. i was on a lot of you know movie sets and tv sets and stuff like that um you know and then just kind of through there mm-hmm. you know i met some photographers and you know looking at photography like man that's crazy like how do you do that but i had no interest in being a photographer or a videographer. Then fast forward like six years later is like oh so so what made you like say I can do this <clears throat> too? Um, I was kind of so I was transitioning out of music and you know I had this gear that I wasn't doing anything with. It was more so oh I got a good deal on it you know and I and I bought it and um, you know my dad is into photography so I would like buy this gear. Cause I got a good deal on it and didn't send it to him, but he wasn't doing anything with it. So I had like the stuff in in the living room at my parents' house, and as I was transitioning out of music, it was my dad and my sister who were like, "Oh, you should start a photography business," and I was like, "I don't know nothing about photography. Like, you know, I don't even I'm not even interested in it in that level. Like, I know, like I'm intrigued by." what I see with the naked eye and what's in the back of somebody's camera like I thought that was cool but I had no interest in being a photographer my degree is in music and you know I was gung-ho about music from age like was 17 18 years old so you know I started my career in the music business from there and I I wrote that out until I was about 34 when I started my photography Mm -hmm. business
0: so that, that's awesome, man. Well, let me ask you. I want to kind of talk about different kind of things when it comes to um, photography and videography. When it comes to weddings, uh-huh. um, before we started, we were talking about finding good help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that has been a challenge for me. And uh, my wife is like my best, you know, uh, assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another assistant, but he kind of started doing. Like when you get a really good assistant, a lot of times the hard part is is because they're so good, they can start doing and branching out on their yeah. own, which you're happy for them. Yeah. But then you lose a good right Damn. hand because you want consistency, whether it's your photography or it's your videography. If you don't have a strong second, then you have that inconsistency throughout your photos or your films. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So um, for you, what has your journey been like with finding a you know a good team?
1: Um, so ironically enough, like the first year I started, I'd, I'd run into this photographer at an event and um this is like later on in the year i started in january of 2015 i shot my first wedding in april and then around like october you know before then i was like you know oh there's this photographer i need a second shooter oh just come shoot with me or whatever and you know we both sucked at the time you know what i'm saying um but as i kind of you know got better I ended up running into this photographer at an event. And it just so happens I was following him on Instagram. I liked his work. And then, um, you know, we made the connection that he was following me too. And I was like, you following me? Like, my work is terrible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, In comparison. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was like, yo, man, if you ever need a second shooter, let me know. So he was like, oh, what are you doing on XYZ Day? I was like, nothing. And I had something going on, but I saw it as a good opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And um, I ended up working with him on a wedding. It was actually my first Indian wedding. And uh, he had a group of guys that he was working with. And I liked their style. It kind of, our styles were very similar, but they were different uh, just a little. But then our clientele were different. So it was easy for us to work together on each other's weddings as each other's second shooters because you didn't have the same type of you know, clientele you know, with God's favor for the most part over the years. I'd say about 85% of the time, maybe 90% of the time, we weren't booked on the days that we needed one another. So it just kind of worked out like that. But then on those days where they're not available, you have those shooters who don't shoot with the same passion mm-hmm. The same quality, the same consistency as you do, you know, you have to resort to using other people. And it's just like, oh, and you just realize how much people just don't care, man. Like just click, click, you start going through the images. It's like, that's not, that's not even composed right. Like, you know, people just show up for a paycheck. And, you know, that's, that's just not the way to do it. You got to have integrity. When you're doing it, I mean,
0: for anyone else, even if it's not your business, I i don't second shoot that that much. I, I don't like doing it because I'm just so busy with my own stuff. But um, if I do, I did one for Imagine Video. Uh, it might have been last year. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I shot it like I would shoot my own wedding, you know. And, you know, what I always told my seconds that helped some of them was... Um, if it if if you don't think it belongs in a movie in a film then don't shoot it like if they like like you know for example i remember one time one of my assistants was shooting the getting ready in a room cuz the photographer had closed the window cuz they wanted to use flash instead of the natural light which is weird but you know so yeah but this is, you know they you get all kinds uh so i was like well why okay now you think i'm going to put this in my film is what i asked them And they was like, ah, but, you know, I just figured it's better to get it. I said, but I'm not going to put that in my film. So if you know I'm not going to put that in my film, then why shoot it? What you should do is just, hey, say, listen, I know you want to shoot with your flash in this dark room, (laughs) you know, for whatever reason. But, hey, let's get a few shots with the window open, a few shots with the window closed. But, yeah, so going to your point is exactly um, what you're saying that, you know, good Help is hard to find sometimes. And it's really good what you had. And like I said, I have my wife now, but I'm going to start building out, you know, my own team. And, um, yeah, I'm still trying to find that secret sauce to find the perfect, you know, person.
1: Yeah, because, like, there's times I have, I've often, I get people at weddings who are like, oh, you know, I want to get into photography. You know, would you be, you know, willing to take on, like, an assistant or train somebody? I'm like, yeah, you know, come through because I have no problem with with doing that. I learned a lot from somebody else when I first started when I didn't have any basis for what a wedding was. Before I shot a wedding? Mhm. I don't think I attended a wedding. You know what I'm saying? Um so I didn't really know what to expect. So, you know, I I'll, I'll invite those people out. You want to learn? Come on, come through. I'm the easiest person to learn from. And the fact that I'm like, just do your thing and then we'll critique later versus being on the spot. No, don't do that. Don't do this. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, you do what it is that you're doing. I'll pick up the slack for what it is that I that I need to be done unless they're like a third shooter and they're just like, look, just shoot and we'll talk about it later. Um, but people just fall off, man. I just had a recent assistant. Contacted me at a wedding, uh, or oh, he he talked to me at a wedding. Contacted me after the fact, and I had him with me for maybe about a week or two. After that, always showing up late, you know, and just just no just no professionalism, man. It was just it's just insane. It's like you contacted me, I didn't hit you up, you know what I'm saying? So it's tough, man.
0: Another thing I want to talk about, I'm excited. I'm doing my first workshop this month for podcasting. I'm doing in next month my first videography workshop. But you've been doing workshops, right? You you had your first one, was it last year? year. Last year. So congratulations on that. So I want to hear from the master. You're the master compared to me since I haven't (laughs) done one yet. Uh, So what was that like doing your first workshop?
1: Uh, you know, it's it's nerve wracking, bro, like because you think about it, you know, we were kinda talking about that earlier. It's like you have that that uh fear of, you know, nobody showing up, nobody signing up, you having to cancel, you know, because nobody's signing up and then what are your peers gonna think? Like, oh Thomas had to cancel his workshop, Andre had to cancel his workshop. But, you know, um you just have to get out of your own head at the end of the day. If one person shows up, you just gotta rock with That's that. That's what one I told person. my wife.
0: If one person is there, I'm happy. And yeah. that probably even since it's my first one, I could just put everything yeah. you know in, into them. So um, when you get there, day up, right? Were you nervous when you when it first started? Um Are you yeah. still talking in front of people? Yeah. are you used to talking in front of people like um,
1: nah I, mm-hmm. I hate to be in front of people i hate to be seen i hate to be photographed filmed all oh, like i hate it all bro see like, i like being filmed i, yeah. I, I like
0: i come alive in, in front of the camera uh-huh. but i don't like talking in front of groups like you know when you go to those like whip meetings and you have to introduce yourself like yeah. you sponsor in an event man i hate
1: that yeah. i hate that but um for you how did you kind of get over that I haven't. You haven't? Okay. Not at all. And, you know, not only, so I had my first workshop last year. This year was the first year I had a speaking gig at um, Shutterfest um, in St. Louis, um, South Sincotta's, uh you know, photography conference. And then, so I had two classes there, one which was a classroom setting, and mm-hmm. the other one was like a hands-on, actual working thing.
0: Which one did you like better?
1: Um, the hands-on. Because, one, like, I'm teaching and I turn around and it's, like, so many people there. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that made it, that actually made it worse, yeah. you know? But when it's something that I'm, you know, that I have knowledge of, you know, and that I'm confident about the information that I'm giving, I can kind of get in that groove. But, you know, That's why I'm doing mine like, that hands-on. Yeah.
0: Because I figure if I'm touching my camera... And I'll hopefully be less nervous because, you know, my, I know my camera like the back of my yeah. hand. And so it will be a little bit more comfortable for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything, like for those of us who don't like being, you know, seen and stuff, anything, holding on to anything, yeah. cell phone, <laughs> you like, you feel so much more yeah. comfortable or whatever. <coughs> Otherwise, you like Ricky Bobby, or, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, cool. how, because what I'm really
0: curious about, too, Is once you got to that QA, like when you were at Sal's Mm -hmm. uh, workshop, and it was like a lot of people there. Were you more comfortable there because people, you know, were able to give their feedback, and you know, were they were so interested in in learning more? Were you more comfortable during that point?
1: Um, you know, my hands-on was on the second day, you know, so I had already gotten over the.
0: Or not Jitter, gotten sorry.
1: over, but you know all of the going through slides and mm-hmm. the sweating because yeah. you're nervous. You know what I'm saying? Um, all of that, you know, I had experienced that the day before in the classroom setting. Now I'm hands-on, but it really messed me up. As I'm I'm talking, I'm teaching through the class or whatever, and then here comes Sal Cinquanta, like. Hey, hey, is this guy teaching you anything? You know, (laughs) are you learning anything? Which is, you know, it was cool. You know, we had like a a nice little banter and he was on. But, um, you know, then for this year, uh, it was pretty cool. I guess I had really great feedback because they, you know, they had asked me to submit some classes or whatever. And I did that. And then they were like, we really like the ones that you submitted. Can you submit another one? So I was like. Uh,
0: They're like online classes or
1: no. So like you have to, you know, basically submit a topic that you want to speak on. So, you know, I guess there have been some good feedback from last year or whatever. And, um, yeah. So I got an email. It was like, Hey, um, we like this stuff that you submitted. Can you submit an additional one? I was like, Oh, they probably, you know, just, you know, giving me fluff. They want to get rid of one of the other classes. But then, you know, it was like last week. Um, I got the emails, like, you're teaching three classes. I was like, oh, snap. You know what I'm saying? Like, they legit like the stuff that I was, you know, that I presented or whatever. But, you know, I appreciate them for the opportunity. You know, I definitely know it's definitely God's favor that it's come so down. So it hasn't to, happened yet. No, it's for next year. For next year. Okay. So, yeah. um... So people can hopefully attend. Can
0: people still attend?
1: Yeah, the registration for um, ShutterFest is still live. Um, I want to say it's it's April the fourteenth and fifteenth next year, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. two thousand twenty in St. Louis. So yeah, and so, what conference. topics will
0: you be uh, teaching? Are you allowed to?
1: Um yeah, I, I don't think they have a problem. So um, one, the newest one that they added will be uh, you know creating uh portraits in harsh light situations. Okay. Um, the one I think people are most looking forward to is, you know, the stylized group photos. Um, which I'm I guess I've to some degree um become kinda known for or whatever. Because mm-hmm. typically when couples hit me up, they're like, We want one just like that. Yeah. Um and then the other one is just gonna be uh, it's called it's titled Well Groomed, you know, the art of shooting male models. Yeah. So um it's uh it's gonna be fun though
0: now when it comes to weddings so i understand mm-hmm. so you did photography first and then you start slowly went into wedding films right yes now what i love about photographers who come and assist me even if they've never filmed a wedding before is that and you probably know what i'm about to say yeah they have exposure
1: yep.
0: on lock like they really get exposure and composition yeah composition on lock uh, a lot of times they just need help with flow and, you know, how it flows as a videographer a little bit differently. But well, that's one thing I like um, because you were so used to, uh, you know, staging clients and staging rooms that really kind of do you feel it kind of give you an edge when it came to filming a wedding for your first one?
1: Um, so, like, I was just thrown into, like, wedding films by that buddy that I told you I'd met and, you know, because he, he did photo and film. Mm hmm and you know he would get to a wedding he's like nah you're doing video today I'm like why are you pushing me to do video he was like man I think you'll do great with video Um, he was like I like to have I like to take photographers and make them videographers Mm -hmm. because they understand composition so much different Um, and you know things like lighting and stuff like that creative lighting things that most videographers don't do and it wasn't until <clears throat> i was forced to shoot i was his second shooter i wasn't an extra body you know i was his second shooter for a wedding that it came together for me because even though it's it's my same photo camera you know i use the 1DX Mark II same camera just in video format um it was different, you know, you learn things like sequencing to be able to tell the story, um, of whatever's happening in that particular scene at the moment. But that's the way that I shoot photography as well. So it's just getting over the hump of, you know, it being video and, you know, keeping in mind at least me I shoot a cinema scope. I know a lot of people don't. Um but, you know, being able to, to keep things together where all of the clips tie together versus the mm-hmm. individual shot. Like that was that was challenging in the beginning. But you know, it's it's actually pretty fun. The worst part is just lugging all of the equipment. You know?
0: tripods I was just talking about that on another podcast. That uh if it wasn't for tripods, I could be much lighter. So especially yeah. since I went mirrorless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the gear's a lot smaller than when I was shooting cinema cameras. What are you shooting with now? The G H five. Oh, GH5. Yeah, GH5 and GH5S. Gotcha. And they're just so small. The lenses are so small. Like, you know, a regular 70 to 200 is about like this size. Yeah, bit. The one for the GH5, and just so the people, people who are watching, it's probably you know, about like four inches. That's crazy. You know, it's so small. That's and um, I just love it. I, I did a wedding, and I've told the story before in the podcast, but I did a wedding in New York, mm-hmm. and I was using three C100 Mark Twos, And they had their own suitcase, Right, and then yeah. I had to bring the tripods yeah, yeah. as well, and then had to bring the lights, and I was like, there has to be a better way. So I've went to where I'm bringing way less, you know, um, gear to weddings than when I first started, Got it. and I feel like my films are much better for it because I'm more nimble and lighter. Um, yeah. So, but um, I, I forgot to mention to the people listening and watching that you have your own um, workshop. Coming up, is it your second one? Yes, the The second second one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, why don't you tell people about that?
1: Yeah. So, I chose, you know, we had the first one last year in 2018. Um, I chose to wait on 2019 because, you know, everybody's doing a workshop Mm -hmm. now. I mean, and, you know, I was one of the everybody's last year, right? But, you know, I felt that what I had to offer in terms of a complete workshop was different than what most people are doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, You have a workshop they talk about you know particular things and then they set up a tablescape for you to shoot you can't learn to shoot reception decor on a tablescape so for my workshop which is called the embrace workshop um i did a whole room setup like it was it was set up for like 90 people yeah um, floral decor, floor wraps, like everything. Um, and it was, it was pretty great, you know? And, uh, so for this year, I chose to wait because again, I didn't, I just didn't want to do something else, um, that everybody was kind of doing. So for next year, March the 29th through, um, April the 2nd, 2020, Um, We actually have the Embrace Workshop and it's going to be held in Cancun, Mexico. Nice. So we're going to be heavy, 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 heavy on portfolio building. um, You know, a lot of times, you know, we want to shoot in these exotic locations Mm -hmm. and the only time that we can do that is if a client hires us, right, for that. Um, And to go out and do it on your own is super expensive. If you go out, if you went out with, Models right at the end of the day you would have to pay for the two models You would have to bring hair you have to bring makeup. You got to have flights for all these people You got to have rooms for all of these people Right, you got to have access to the locations and transportation Like if you're looking to do it the right way you're looking at you know five ten thousand dollars, you know Just all depending on you know, what your right way is, you know um. so I have an amazing team that's come together and not only are we doing wedding-related stuff, so we have a wedding-style shoot that's going to be designed uh, by Lance Lamar from Designs by Devereux. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but not only do we have that you know, on the on April April the 1st. Yeah, we're doing it on the 1st, so the day before we leave. Um, but the days before that, it's just going to be constant portfolio building. So we're shooting at the Mayan ruins. Mm-hmm. We're shooting at the ruins in Tulum. That's crazy. We yeah. have... You know, you go out in the city and uh, just go shoot around, you know, Cancun. Uh-huh. I have 12 models that'll be there. So you can just kind of pick and choose um, whoever it is that you want to work with. You know, get up, connect with a model, go shoot. You know, That is awesome,
0: Andre. Let me tell you why I'm so proud of you. You did your first workshop. And then you're doing like a big production workshop <laughs> that people usually wait like after they've done workshop for five years. what like inspired you to go out and just go so big for your second one
1: um I've always been kind of like go big and go home, you know, you know like we talked about earlier, like you do have that fear like falling on your face, mm-hmm. nobody's gonna sign up. oh, you know, if the only three people sign up, like what is everybody gonna say but again um. As I mentioned earlier, you know, there was a sermon I was listening to, and it was just talking about, you know, you can't. Oh, sorry, brother. No problem. What's up? Sorry, brother. <laughs> now you're good. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there was a sermon that I was watching, um, and it was just talking about how, you know, you can't let all of the noise distract you from whatever your calling is, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, to do the workshop this way, was just what i felt like i was called to do you know um everybody wants these opportunities or whatever but everybody can't make them happen yeah so as opposed to having to come out of pocket and one have to deal with the logistics but then come out of pocket you know five ten thousand dollars to put on this production to get a few images of you know one model two models or you know a couple right you go down and sign up for the workshop. You're there for five days. There are 12 beautiful models that you're going to be able to shoot while you're down there. You have enough content to make it look like you've been shooting in exotic locations yeah. all year long. So you're,
0: uh, it's photography and videography? Photography
1: and videography. And how do people sign up for it? Um, just go to embraceworkshop.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll take you to the landing page, which is on you know my website. You can go sign up. And, um, you know, I hope to see you guys there. Yeah.
0: Well, Andre, man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your experience, your passion for photography and videography. And, man, good luck with the workshop. I may have to sign up as well. Thanks for having me,
1: man. Yeah, definitely come out, man. Come rock with us. All right, man. Thanks a lot, man. Peace.
0: Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.